Today's episode is a doozy. We are getting into how to overcome setbacks more quickly because if there's one guarantee of entrepreneurship, it's this. It's that we will fall and we will fail and we will have actual setbacks, not just limitations, not not just walls we have to break through. Setbacks, like two steps forward, 10 steps back. So what do we do with that? And a question that we kept hearing over and over is, how do I overcome those setbacks more quickly? How do I bounce back? How do I navigate and release the emotion that sometimes comes with setbacks in entrepreneurship, whether it's rejection or failure or money lost or people quitting or whatever it might be. So today is dedicated to you, the entrepreneur. And if you're not yet an entrepreneur, consider this your entrepreneurial birth control because you are not gonna wanna jump into the game after understanding what we go through running our own small businesses. It is just the nature of the beast. But here's the good news. You can equip yourself to become the leader who's capable of jumping these hurdles a lot more gracefully and a lot faster. And if you fall flat on your face, which you will at times, you will pop right back up with the right energy, the right mindset, and the ability to plow through it because you're going to be equipped. You're going to have the tools. I should have known, however, that in choosing to do an episode around setbacks, that my day would be just one giant downward spiral. So we're going to get into that and how I was actually feet to the fire. Hey, Liz, if you're going to do an episode on overcoming setback, let's give you every possible setback so that it's fresh in your mind when you sit down to talk about it. We're going to jump into this. Let's do it. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it you're craving more impact and you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy success in business and true legacy at home. Get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy. It is time for your breakthrough. So I've got my computer right here in handy because we had our listeners send in specific struggles and questions and setbacks that they've been navigating. And we chose the ones that were relevant pretty much to all entrepreneurs. So the wisdom, the actual tangible tactics that I'm going to pass along to you today, they are things that if you haven't navigated them yet, you certainly will. And like I mentioned and alluded to a minute ago is the fact that when you step up to the plate to do something, right? When you step up to the plate and you say, I'm going to be the best in this. I'm going to create X, Y, Z. I am going to speak on this topic. God's going to be like, are you ready for that? Or do I need to mold you into the leader that's going to be ready for that? Apparently, I was not as ready to talk about this idea of overcoming setbacks more quickly, bouncing back, having confidence through those tough times. So starting upon wake up, I was hit by life two by fours, one after another, after another today to make sure that I really had, you know, fresh in my mind what it means to be an entrepreneur overcoming setbacks, starting with the fact that baby decided let's rage from the hours of 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. because I'll sleep when I'm dead. Mom, you can sleep when you're dead. So we were up all night. And then this morning, because she was, up all night. She was a lot needier, which meant my day when I thought it was going to start at 8 a.m. didn't start till 10. So there's two hours of just, you know, shifting gears, being present with baby when I had a certain expectation. Right now at this particular time of this recording, 
we are in a tighter timeline season. We've onboarded new team members and we're going into summer at the time of this recording. So that means that we take a ton of time off and we batch things ahead of time, which are which means my timelines are a little tighter than I typically like them to be so that I can get ahead. So when I see a clock ticking away, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but I don't know if there's anything that I despise more than wasted time or what feels like wasted time. And today I felt like I had a lot of time that was just slipping through my fingertips. So I finally sit down at 10 a.m. to get to work. It's a recording day for me. So I'm really packing in, like I've prepped all my scripts and my conversations and my outlines and everything that I'm gonna bring to the table, all my notes. And I should be able to just sit down and hit record and just go. And Michael walks in and he's like, oh, your computer needs an update. Now I've been getting this notification on my computer to update it for, I don't know, four months, not a tech person. I always neglect that. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just do it later. He's like, no, you really should update it. So I hit update. Well, two and a half hours later, because my computer decided it needed to just shut down to do this update. When I turn it back on, little rewind, I got a new computer maybe six months ago because my previous laptop was so overrun with files and stuff and pictures and things I'd saved that I wasn't really using because we've gone so like into, you know, Google Drive and Dropbox and things like that, that my computer was hardly working. So I was like, we're going to abandon ship on this laptop. We'll strip it eventually and use it for the family maybe. But we're going to get a new laptop. I need to be operating at a faster speed than like everything taking 10 minutes to, to, you know, open up on my computer. When I open my computer after this, you know, updating that it did, every file from my previous laptop was now right here on the new one, which meant my entire, what do you call it? Like home screen thing, like, you know, when you log in, there were were about 3,000 files just open on the computer. Open on the So then the next hour and a half was spent with Apple support because no clue what I'm doing to try and fix this thing. So now we're well into the afternoon. Got to get the kids lunch. Michael had tagged in on homeschooling. And it was just one thing after the next. So when I finally wrap my brain around, okay, Liz, this is not happening this morning. We're into the afternoon. You got to just let go of the burning rage inside your soul about all these lovely setbacks, I sit down to record, which I have to pull up my my notes and these questions. We have an internet outage. It's out, it's gone, and our data isn't working. It was wild. It was like all the stars were aligning and I was told to, you know, get back in your place, child. And here we are. It is now 5 p.m. I usually clock out for the day around 1 p.m. I'm starting my day at 5 p.m. because of setbacks. So I promise this is all going to be very relevant to you because has there been a time in your business where something has happened? Let's take tech, for example, because it's very relevant to the moment in time that you get this, I don't know, wanting desire to throw your laptop through your window or put your face through your desk out of frustration. Can't relate? Oh, just me? Well, here's what I can tell you. The things that I'm going to bring to you today are real time. They're exactly what I did to navigate through these setbacks. Now, I also want to just, you know, preface this by saying I'm not, when I say setbacks, when I say struggles, what I'm not talking about the catastrophic things that happen in life. That's not what this episode is about. I'm not talking about the losses that we experience in our lives. I am not talking about debilitating illnesses we might face or those kind of things like seasons of loss. That's a different topic for another day. What I'm talking about is life as an entrepreneur every day. Every day, there's going to be crap that you have to face and learn how to navigate. And the quicker you get through those things, the quicker you're going to experience the win on the other side. And in fact, Coming in a later episode, I'm going to tell you how to actually not only get through it quicker, to leverage those losses, leverage those setbacks as propulsion into your next bigger win, okay? 
So again, I'm talking about the curveballs, the unexpected. The first thing I did today after I complained to my husband and whined for about six minutes, I regrouped and I asked myself, once I had a few things in a row that were tech-related, what am I being taught here? Okay, so this is a grounding way of thinking because we can allow our thoughts to really spiral. This happens a lot with my clients. It happens to me personally. When one thing goes wrong and then a second unexpected thing goes wrong in the same day, we start to tell ourselves the story, right? We start to tell ourselves the story about how everything is messed up, how we're never going to get this thing done, and we start doom and glooming the situation. And sometimes when we're being presented with similar struggles over and over, no matter what your faith might be, I believe that oftentimes when there's some kind of pattern or connection to the mistakes we're experiencing or the struggles we're having or every piece of technology that has ever existed just completely falling apart on you one after another, you're being taught something, right? And I think for me, Today, the value that I took from it is I completely revamped the things I was going to tell you in this episode because I realized I was about to come to you and think back on past mistakes and struggles that I've faced and drop some nuggets to you responding to some of the questions that were sent in. And then I had this humbling moment and realization of, wait, I could go a lot deeper. And experiencing it in real time and pulling out my notebook and writing down what exactly I was doing to get through it and what I was feeling in the moment allowed me to completely shift. So the first question you ask yourself is, what am I being taught here, right? There might be a message. Maybe when you are experiencing these setbacks, you know, you're being told you need to slow down. You need to look at the big picture. Are you just stuck in the weeds, right? Sometimes these setbacks happen when we're in our task list or our to-do list and we're just trying to plow through it. I got to check these things off. I have limited time. I got to keep pushing. And there are these little things that keep making it harder and harder to get that to-do list done. Sometimes the message is, get out of your to-do list. Get into the big picture. Where are you going? Is this even the direction you're supposed to be going? Are you just staying busy? Are you intentional with your time? Are you doing the things that are going to move the needle, right? I've often had times where I get sick at the wrong time. I went through this phase like four years ago where It was completely unexplained. I wasn't sick, like runny nose sick. I would wake up and I'd have no voice, like total laryngitis. And I wouldn't be able to, it it would almost always fall when I had podcast interviews or I was being interviewed for something. And it was so frustrating because my initial reaction was, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. This is so frustrating. These are all the reasons that this is a massive failure. I really need to do this next week. I have this totally blocked off. This was a big guest. I can't let, like all the things started to spiral. And then I started to realize, wait a minute, I'm being taught to slow down. I'm being taught that I need to take care of myself. I'm being taught that I need to spend more time with the kids and not on back to back to back to back interviews all day. So there is a lesson in your incredible amounts of frustration right now that you need to extract. Do not let this setback be in vain. Do not let this be the thing that you try and just power through and get past to completely neglect the wisdom that's in it, to only experience it again and again and again and never realize that there was a lesson in it for you. And the lesson in it for me today was adapt. I am not naturally a flexible person, both physically, I can hardly touch my knees, but also just in terms of my nature. When something goes wrong, I just, I'm telling you, maybe I need anger management, but I just light up. Like it might be internal. I might not be projecting it outwards, although sometimes I do, but I feel like I could just absolutely destroy something. Like I am so angry and so frustrated and I let that boil up in me And it shifts my attitude. It affects everything. It's how I show up for my team. It's how I show up for my family, for my marriage, my kids, whatever it might be. And then I'm not in a creative headspace because I'm pissed off and I'm not typically so creative. So the lesson in it for me today was not only, hey, bring fresh wisdom. Don't be a hypocrite. Go through the thing. Bring that. Show that you are actually putting into practice the things that you're teaching. 
But secondarily, adapt, be flexible. If we don't flex in entrepreneurship, we break. We ruin our days. Listen, none of the things I mentioned, even they pale in comparison to the big stuff in life that can be really, really hard. Again, though that, that's not the focus of today's episode, but they certainly can shift our mood. They can shift how we show up in the world. They can even completely change the trajectory of our week. So taking a minute to diffuse it and to think through it and say, what's the lesson here? I need to adapt. So what can I do differently from what I was expecting? Because it's the expectation that leads us to disappointment because we're not matching up with that expectation. The key thing that I had in my back pocket today that was so huge that I'm going to pass along to you and then we're going to jump into these questions is having a backup plan. A backup plan. So I go into every single day prepped. I know the week prior what I'm going to do each day in each time block of the week. I do flex it sometimes if things pop up, but for the most part, I know when my recording times are. I know what I'm recording. I know when my meeting times are. I know what we're focused on in the meeting. So I have all that planned ahead of time, but then I, I have the backup plan. Okay. I have my big three projects that are a direct focus for me in that season. And then I have the individual project list dedicated to moving the needle in that project, which means when my internet goes out, I can pull this list and say, okay, I'm obviously not going to be recording things on using the internet today. I'm not, so I can't do any screen share recordings because I, that's me streaming and using the internet. I can't um, pull up certain documents in Google Docs because that's using the internet. But I can go to this list and say, what are the big three projects I'm focused on right now? And within those big three projects, look at the task list for that project specifically and pick something that will move the needle forward on that relevant and you know, present, not urgent, but primary project and do that thing. So for example, I have to write the copy for a bunch of ads that we're going to be running soon. I do not need the internet to do that. I need a piece of paper or a Word doc. So I sat down and as frustrated as I was because I had this expectation of what I was recording and I had it ready and I'd put in the work, I shifted gears quickly and I said, okay, going to this backup plan, what are the things that I can do? I had a mentor who always used to say, control the controllable, control the controllable. And that's something that I just keep grounding myself in. So for example, Let's say you run sales calls and people, you know, turn up rates for sales calls. There's a lot of variability, but oftentimes people will book a sales call, but they don't show up. So what do you do when you have an hour set aside for a sales call and that's blocked and that person doesn't show up? Do you bitch and moan that that person didn't show up for the sales call or do you instantly pull something from that backup plan. In fact, you go into that sales call knowing, okay, if someone doesn't show up for this sales call, I'm going to be working on X. So you quickly pull from that. Like you already have a podcast episode prepped, so you hit record instead of being on that sales call. Or if you don't, and you know you're ultimately gonna have to prep a podcast episode, you get into prep mode and you pull up that doc and you start prepping your outline or you are writing content whatever it is. So you know going into each block of time in your day, if and when something goes wrong, how you're going to adjust and what you're going to pull into that instead. All right, let's jump in to these listener questions that I know will resonate with many of you because this isn't the first time we've heard things like that. So what do you do when you feel like you just can't get a win? You're in a season of downward spiral. hey welcome to my morning. So this listener wrote this and I completely get it. I completely get it. Do you ever feel like you've just kind of lost your mojo or you're just, I've tried, I like I keep having these sales calls and I keep getting no's, right? Or I launched and we didn't hit our numbers or I've got another person, you know, sending in a complaint to my email. Whatever it is, it just feels like you're in the losses. Well, the first thing I would say is, as annoying as this is going to be, what you focus on expands. So. The story you are telling yourself is that you cannot get a win. You cannot get a win. 
instead of telling yourself a different story, can you, one, glean the wisdom like we just talked about? Can you look at the patterns? My guess is typically people that are telling that story are not collecting the data. They're not collecting the data because everything is data. A sales call that ended in a no. There's some data there, okay? A webinar that only had 10 people show up. There's data there. Uh, An email campaign that had really low open rates. There's data there, right? A book proposal that got rejected. Data. Extracting that data and then focusing on the changes that you can make going forward. You can tell yourself a different story. Instead of the story being, I'm a loser, I can't get a win, I keep getting rejected, the story becomes, okay, what things can I do different? Like, this didn't work. This particular thing we tried didn't work. What are the changes that we're going to make going forward to get better results? You tweak your way to victory. You don't get a victory, okay? So shifting that narrative is going to be a key first step. Another big thing in relation to this specific specific question is coming back to vision. Sometimes when we stay so granular, it can be true. Like the data shows this week sucked, right? Okay. We did have some losses. We did have some setbacks. Even maybe this month, the numbers are down. We're we're projected to lose money this month, whatever it might be for you. That might be true from a data perspective, but that's where you have to pull yourself up out of the granular and look at the big picture. Where are you going, right? Today might suck, but two years from now has a pretty big vision, right? Six months from now, you're working towards something amazing. So coming back to that vision every day is critical. This is what top leaders do, okay? You, you might think it's pie in the sky or like, oh yeah, that sounds nice. Go ask the top performers in the fields where you, you know, recognize them for their excellence and you admire them for their work ethic and what they've accomplished. Ask them if they're only focused on what happens in the day-to-day or if they're compelled by the long-term vision. My guess is the latter. So if you're feeling that energy of, I just can't get a win right now, tell yourself a different story. Write a different story. Extract that data. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do differently? Because you have some control in this situation. You can sit there and stew on the fact that it's been tough. But guess what? When you have a mindset of, this is tough. The stuff I'm doing is tough. The things I want are uphill from here. When you have that expectation, you can tell a different story because you're expecting it to be difficult. You're expecting to occasionally have some of those failures. You're expecting to have seasons where you're not just winning time after time and change the definition of a win. When you have a failure and you learn something, there's a win in that because then you can apply that lesson. You can take that data, put that into a new strategy and tweak your way to victory, okay? The second question is, I had a failed launch and my confidence is down the tubes. I'm afraid to launch again and set some new goals. You cannot cast a new set of goals, a new vision with a busted up, old, broken mindset. The same way you cannot hang your hat on your past wins, you cannot hang your hat on your past failures. Again, in relation to what we just talked about, it's changing the narrative. It's writing a new story. I've experienced that actually. So reading this question, which by the way, I didn't read these ahead of time. My team put them in a doc. So I'm just seeing them for the first time and I'm just responding genuinely from my own experiences, from working with my clients. I had that experience. I've had that experience many times where we put blood, sweat, tears, team, money, time, energy into a launch only to have it fall short. This changing in my thinking has changed everything for me in my business. And it is kind of building on what we just talked about. Launching or anything like that, right? It is cumulative. It is not the launch. It is launching over and over and over again. The same way I said you tweak your way to victory, right? Champions are constantly adjusting as they go. They're not, okay, all my eggs are in this basket. If this doesn't go well, I'm a failure or this isn't, you know, it's this or it's just, I've heard people, entrepreneurs say that if I don't make this work, 
I, you know, I'm gonna have to find something else. Well, then you're not really in it. This isn't the right field for you. This isn't the right mission for you because if you can say those words and you're not ready to keep showing up and tweaking your way to victory, you're not in the right space. You're not doing the right thing. There's something out of alignment there. So that's one thing. The second thing I would say is when you are fearing doing something another time because you got hurt or bruised the first time, you have to do it until you get the evidence you're capable of doing it. We don't get to go into a new thing with the evidence that we're great. We have to have the courage and the humility to start small, right? To to fail our way to success and then get a success and fail six more times before we get the next success. So one, take the pressure off of launching. Launching is cumulative, right? Getting new clients is cumulative. It's not the client. It's not the book. It's not the launch. It's continually doing the things over and over, all right? And shifting that mindset is going to be so huge, okay? Releasing that story that, oh, everything I do from here is defined by what I did back here, whether it's a win or a loss. That's a loser's mentality. You have a winner's mentality. You're different. You got to shift that. You got to choose it though, which is really hard when you do actually have evidence that things didn't go exactly as you planned, right? But that's okay. When you have the expectation of things don't typically go exactly as I plan, what am I going to do about it from here? Now you can start to build that momentum and go into the next thing. Same as before, a lot of this is going to be similar answers to the questions. Extract that data. What can you do better? So instead of looking at that past launch and saying, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. So-and-so did a $500,000 launch and I did a $5,000 launch. I don't want anybody to see me fail publicly. Like you're thinking about all the emotions behind it. How can you instead say, all right, what was our ad strategy? What did we title the course or the program? Uh, How did we market it? What was our messaging? Let's go talk to the people that did buy it. Where did things fall short? Let's go talk to the people who considered buying it but didn't. Why didn't they purchase? Let's extract the freaking data so that we can apply those lessons into the next launch and the next launch and the next launch and the next launch because launching is cumulative, okay? The next one, I just get so down when I experience rejection. Hey, welcome to the party. So does everybody else. I don't know anyone that's like, I love being rejected. When someone tells me no, it's all the evidence I need that I'm fabulous. No, it's it sucks. It stings. It's terrible. So anyway, I digress. I just get so down when I experience rejection. It's so hard to rally. What can I do to just get over it? Man, such a good question and relevant to any and every entrepreneur because similar to failure, rejection is a part of it. Whether it's, you know, hiring someone on your team and then they quit, you feel rejected, right? Or uh, pitching someone to be on their podcast and they and you get ghosted or they say, no, that's being rejected. There are all different kinds of rejection. And I think what this person is asking is that sting becomes more of a, you know, whole body, whole mind misery, right? Like the story we write on ourselves of we are rejected. Not we just, we just got, we just experienced rejection we are rejected. Like we have lost. It's over for us. I don't like this feeling. So I'm not going to then do the thing that puts me at risk of feeling this again. And that's just our human nature. We protect ourselves the same way our, you know, lizard brains avoid catastrophic danger, like walking into a lion's den. Our brain doesn't know the difference between walking into a lion's den and walking into a metaphorical lion's den of rejection. It's just a terrible feeling and something that we want to avoid as a survival tactic. So remember that and remember that you have to override that lizard brain. You have to override it and say, again, setting that expectation that it's okay. Rejection is a part of it. And I'm going to find out why I was rejected. Was it something I could have done better? Is there something I can own here and shift and change? Or Is it something that it's not the right season? Another big thing for me that I've realized, and this took me a good 10 years into business to embrace, and I still struggle with it. I mean, there's never been a time where I've been rejected, where I've been excited about it. But I very quickly go to, this wasn't intended to be right now, right? So 
We can't connect the dots going forward. We can only connect them going back. There have been countless times in my career where I thought I wanted something so desperately. It was the thing. I had to have it. I had to do it. I had to accomplish it. I had to get a yes. And I got a no. Or I got some kind of rejection in my career. And in that moment, it felt like my plan was falling apart. But then there's God back here looking at it saying, they don't realize it yet, but they just dodged a bullet because that actually wasn't on the path to my plan for them. Okay, so put that through whatever filter you need to to make it fit whatever you believe. But for me, it's like there's a bigger plan at play. And sometimes in the moment, we have to wait till we get the retrospect to be able to say, wait a minute, if that had been a yes in the moment, I wouldn't have experienced this over here. I wouldn't have opened up this door. But it's really hard to know what that's going to be especially when it's something we want so bad. So my default is just trusting that, okay, this was not intended in this moment. And it doesn't mean no forever, but it's, it's not the door that's meant to open right now. So I'm going to keep staying in action. I'm going to keep momentum going. I'm going to shift my mindset. And I'm going to keep going forward because I know the right doors will open, okay? I still want to take that information, find out what I could have done better, whatever, but I'm also going to trust that there's a bigger plan at play. The other thing around rejection, just reflecting on this question, is something that I walk a lot of my high performers through, my clients around the idea of clearing the deck. This is where when something's bogging us down and really holding us back from pursuing what we're being called to because we're afraid of rejection, we're afraid of the past losses. So we're afraid to even set new goals because we don't think that we can do it, right? We have imposter syndrome, whatever it might be. It's this idea of releasing that, writing down those things. Man, I'm noticing I'm afraid to launch again because my previous launch went like this. You know, these were the failures around it. Or uh, I don't want to send this pitch because I just can't stomach another no, right? We've got to acknowledge and have enough awareness around the things that are haunting us and popping up for us and slowing us down in pursuit of what's calling us and clear the deck. Forgive what you got to forgive, whether it's yourself or somebody else. Let go of the things that are just kind of nagging at you. Stop hanging your hat on the past wins or the past losses. Move forward, not going backwards. You got to be able to release those things and set a new intention. If this is not serving you, if this way of thinking is not serving you, If this way of operating is not serving you, it's time to set a new intention, right? What you're going to pursue, what you're going to step into. I'm in a rough season in leadership. Welcome to leadership. (laughs) And I know my team and clients need me at my best to pull us through this. Where should I focus? Great question. Great question. Okay, so... We all experience tough seasons in leadership because leadership is tough. There is very little that's glamorous about leadership. There's popularity. That can be glamorous sometimes. Leadership is a very selfless pursuit. It's a very, it's mission-focused. It's people-focused when done right. You know, the idea of servant leadership, we hear that phrase. It's a little redundant because leadership should be servanthood. So when you're in that rough season, sometimes we want to go inward and see all the ways it's affecting us. But the reality is, How you kind of reduce that me mentality is by going outward. When you have had the losses, when you have had the setbacks and you have had the failures and you're stewing in those things, you're focused on you. And that's not leadership. Leadership is focusing on the vision and the mission. And then the people that are going to be positively impacted by the vision and the mission when you choose to show up and lead no matter what. So when you're in one of those tough seasons, It is time to build time into your calendar weekly, at the least weekly, or at least weekly. And you are going to build in time to just get excited and passionate about where you're going again. And then looking outward at how you can serve. Have you connected with your team lately? See how they're doing. Take a finger, get a finger on the pulse, right? Because if your morale is down as the leader, your team's morale might be feeling that too. It might be time to galvanize them around the mission again. Remind them how valuable they are to you, how important they are to you. 
Maybe it's your clients. You can't hide those kind of things. I'm not telling you to come air your dirty laundry to your people, but what I am saying is if you think that you're successfully hiding the fact that you're in a tough season, my guess is that energy's leaking out somewhere and someone's going to feel it or see it. So it's important to have those tough conversations, appropriate conversations, depending on who you're talking to, and then focus that energy outward. Where are you going? Where are you leading these people? What's the long-term vision? Because we're not here to play small. We're not here for what's happening today. We are here for what we're building into the future. And so many people forget that. They get so stuck in the day-to-day and they, they lose that courage to look up at the horizon line and they lose sight of where they're going. And that makes that tough season a lot longer. Also, set an end date for your tough season. Doesn't mean that you won't go through tough things, but you're not allowed to call it a tough season forever because what you claim it to be will be. So if you're ready to get up out of that season, all right, this tough season, it ends tomorrow. We're going into a challenging season, but I'm not, it's not gonna be a rough season anymore, right? You gotta own it as a leader, as a leader, and it's gotta be outward first. So outward, focus on others, focus on vision and mission, galvanizing your people around that, galvanizing yourself around why you do what you do and where you're going, and then lean on your people. If you're not a part of a mastermind, join a mastermind. I, we will, I will hyperlink our, uh, you know, our incubator so that you can a fee- get a feel for the way we run our mastermind. And if it's not us, go find someone else. It is critical. I tell you, we, I've been running these for over 10 years. It speeds up your, your just busting down the doors of struggle and potentially like getting right through it. Because you have all these people that can hold up the mirror when you can't see the data, when you can't see the evidence of your of possibility, when you can't see beyond this tough season, you've got people in your corner that not only can see in you what you can't really see in yourself in that moment, but they can also provide the resources and the tools and the help to get you through it. We had someone in our mastermind not long ago who just was struggling. Their, their numbers were way down and they, I think they were depressed. This happens way more than it's spoken about in entrepreneurship where people's mindsets just tank. It's just really hard for them. And they couldn't rally. And what we found out was we were able to, to breathe life back into them and show them what was true and, and help them see what we could see in them. But sometimes that's not enough. They needed some concrete, like, what the heck do I do next? They had one person in there helping them write a new sales campaign. They had another person in there reaching out to their list on their behalf, and they set up an affiliate partnership. By the end of that week, they had built an entire sales strategy, and within two months, they brought in six figures from being in the red. This is the kind of stuff that happens when you're in community with the right people. So if you do not have, I know it's an investment. Our mastermind is an absolute investment. The ROI on these investments is priceless. You, I have people that 5X, 10X the investment into the program because they're surrounded by the right people that are going to say, no, no, you don't get to stew in this all day. Your tough season, it ends tomorrow because we have a plan. Let's put that plan into place. Okay, so make sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people. Our incubator is a powerful program. You can go check it out at Luminary Leadership co.com forward slash incubator. We are very, it it is technically invite only, but we do allow people to apply and then they can receive that that invitation if they're an established business owner and they're looking to grow and scale and get that freedom and momentum and possibility and leadership and all those things. All right. Another question we had is, I just had two team members quit and it feels like such a gut punch. I feel bruised, honestly. How do I not take it personally? Oh, Isn't it the worst, especially when you are such a mission-driven leader and you care about your people and you pour into your people and you give the best of you to your people, or maybe you don't, but you have every intention of doing it. It stings when people leave because you, you connect, a lot of times you love on those people. And then other times it's just like, it's expensive when people leave. It's really, it's exhausting. Oh my gosh, I have to go freaking recruit somebody again. Like this is, tiresome. I just trained this person up. I invested time and money. So there are a lot of elements of how and why that can be really excruciating and and leave you feeling bruised and taking it personally. 
And then feeling like, man, was I not good enough? Or did I not provide what they needed? Or they they think they're going to find something better somewhere else? Like that's really, you know, that can be really hard pill to swallow as a leader. The first thing that I would challenge you to do is answer this question. And I would write the answer down. What meaning am I giving this? Okay, what meaning am I giving this? This is the ultimate question for leaders. This is the ultimate question for people that are facing challenges. You take one thing away from today's conversation is this, what meaning am I giving this? I do this with my leaders all the time because they will come into a mastermind or come into a conversation and be devastated about a loss or be struggling or telling a specific story. And then I'll ask, okay, well, what meaning are you giving this? And when they boil it down, they realize, man, the meaning I'm giving these people quitting is I'm not good enough for them, right? Like when they they ultimately drill down, they get to the root of that meaning and they're like, wait a minute, am I, I really think? And then, and you can release those thoughts, right? So you have to be able to answer that question. When people quit, you might be applying a meaning to it that's completely untrue to the actual situation. We had a team member by love, I still love, who left. And when I found out she was leaving, I was devastated. And I had every story you could imagine. I'm not good enough. You know, they're looking for something else. Um, they think I'm a loser. That launch didn't go well. And, and they don't want to be a part of this. And like, I, every story you could imagine, right? Um, that was the meaning I was giving. I'm not good enough. Come to find out, they one of their children was going through, you know, a personal struggle and they decided to be home and be 100% present with that child. And I'm over here thinking that I'm the worst, right? We have to redefine our stories sometimes. So what meaning are you giving it? And if you don't like the answer, give it a new meaning. You get to determine what the meaning is to that scenario. People quit for a host of reasons. Let's say the truth is you did suck at leading them. They did find something better somewhere else. They're getting paid more. There's more opportunity. Great. Now you get to look yourself in the mirror and say, I can take ownership of this a lot sooner. I realize going forward, I'm going to have a better compensation plan for my team members. I'm going to pour into my people more. I sat on so many good intentions of the, of the words of affirmations I wanted to give to this person, and I never actually said them. They probably felt underappreciated. What can you learn from the situation, the reality of it? Because you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Sometimes we feel like we have to have this beautiful closure to every setback of like, oh, it was just this in the let. No, sometimes the lesson is you sucked in that situation. You could have done better. I could have been a better leader. I could have showed up more for this person. I could have said the right things. I could have led them better. I didn't onboard them well and they felt really confused and insecure in our business. Whatever it is, take ownership sooner. The sooner you take ownership, the sooner you take back control of what you can change going forward. You cannot change things going back. You can change things going forward. So take ownership. It stings a lot for a lot less time, okay? You don't want to sugarcoat everything. I'm not telling you that you need to change every story to be like, oh, well, they weren't the right fit and this is destiny. No, I'm telling you, sometimes the story is truth and truth hurts. But what you can do with truth is make positive change. You cannot get to your destination if you do not know your starting point. You've got to drop that pin and identify what is true, okay? And this is another thing. This is what I one of the things I did today, okay? In my day of just hellscape tech drama, when you have acute setbacks, when you have things that something you can like, beep, my internet went out, right? Like you can drill down to the exact problem and it's something acute and it causes that distress in your body or chemistry reaction and you're just overwhelmed, you're frustrated, you're angry, you're sad or whatever it might be. Shift gears fast. Okay, there are there is actual chemistry happening in your body that you have to address. Some ways to address it, like today, when I when my computer was thinking about updating for about two plus hours, 
I was ready to punch a hole in the wall because I couldn't even access anything. Thankfully, I had my backup list, which allowed me to use my notebook to do some stuff and some stuff on my phone. But then I was like, I got to get this feeling out of my body because this is not going to help me in the, when I finally can show up for my work. I went and I jumped on my trampoline. I jumped on my kid's trampoline for like five minutes, lymphatic system going, flushing out those bad chemicals and making room for better chemicals for the good ones, right? Go for a walk, walk barefoot in the grass, grounding your body into the earth where you're going to receive that energy back. This is not me being woo. This is actually measured. You can measure this energy that you can receive if you're barefoot in the grass. It's a great way to instantly release a lot of those chemicals and that feeling that you might have when you're in frustration or overwhelm. The other thing is sometimes when I can't get the thoughts into my mind that I want to start having, like I know as a leader, instead of thinking about something terrible, I should think about something good, but I can't get my mind to do it. Two things, you want to get the bad thoughts out. So journal them out, get, let them out, get them out of your body, get them out of your head call someone, have the conversation, have the conversation with someone who's not going to let you just complain. Have the conversation with someone who's going to be like, this is what I see. Okay. Like that's going to call you out on your stuff and then implant the thoughts that you want to be having. You can't create them and generate them yourself. Go to the book, the podcast episode, the person on the other line that's going to speak into your mind the thoughts that you want to be having, okay? So I have like my center of all these podcasts that I've starred that are just like mindset shifters for me. And then I'll just go for a walk and I'll listen to that. Get your body moving, release those chemicals, do a workout, read something good, call someone on the phone. That's gonna shift your trajectory. Even if it's one iota, you go one degree off course long enough and you end up in a completely different destination. Don't allow that to fester. It's not going to serve you. You got to shift that trajectory back to where you want it to be. Take control of the controllable sooner. All right, last question. Just had a huge failure in my business. I put a ton of time and energy into this project and it fell flat. What do I do now? (laughs) Okay, I get it. We've all been there. If you have this massive failure in your business. And it's acute. Again, like launch the thing, it fell short. Pitch the person, they said no, whatever it might be. Try delaying the emotional response. Try staying in your rational brain and extracting the data first. So you can see things a little more clearly, okay? Delay that response. Emotional intelligence is so critical for leadership. This entire episode is dedicated to getting over setbacks faster to releasing whatever's holding you back from getting to your next level, to being a better leader, right? To popping back faster from failure, to keeping your confidence even when you're in a tough season. That is all, much of it is gonna be based on your emotional intelligence, right? There was a study published in the Journal of um, Business Venturing that found that entrepreneurs with higher emotional intelligence are better equipped to handle business-related stress and recover from setbacks, all right? This is not shocking. And what I want to leave you with today is if you cannot see that you are being molded, you are missing the opportunity. Every setback is an opportunity. If you allow it, and if you do not let it be in vain, you are being cultivated in that moment. There is wisdom and a lesson, even in the most deepest of aches that we might experience in business. But are you taking the time to actually extract that wisdom? Are you seeing who you're becoming in this process? I'm telling you, this entire day went so awry, it's hysterical. Like, I'm looking back on it now, I'm like, this is laughable, how pathetic and ridiculous. It was like something from a movie. But I'm realizing in this moment of answering these questions, how much I needed that to be clear on how to bring this value to you because more entrepreneurs need to be able to recover more quickly because it's the name of the game. It's not falling. It's how you pop back up. And it's not just how you pop back up or if you pop up, it's how quickly you pop back up. So equipping yourself with that is so, so critical. Being intentional about it. So if you can't see that you're being cultivated, you're being molded, it hurts. 
but you are becoming the leader you need to be to face and navigate that next challenge. And again, you can't connect the dots looking forward, only back. So you don't know why you're being tested in the way you're being tested, but try and find out what meaning am I giving this, right? Do what you can to release that, shift gears, work out, get your body moving. If it's um, an opportunity too for you to ask yourself, what am I being taught here? And take that lesson, adapt and have your backup plan. Those things are going to allow you to recover so much more quickly, to leap into success more quickly. And if you need help getting focused on the right things, if you feel like, man, I just am struggling, I'm in my feels, I don't like how this feels, I feel rejected, I'm struggling in this season, you got to get reconnected to that vision. You need to get focused, right? You, this is, my mom has always taught me this, okay? When you, like, when you do this, when your blinders turn out and you're like looking at all the things that are going wrong, it is time to laser in. What's one, take the next step. What is the next step you can take? I have a tool that I, I keep on my desk. I use it weekly. Focused Entrepreneur. Go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash focused. We'll link that in the show notes. Luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash focused. You can leverage this. If you're in this season, if you're struggling specifically with something right now, just pull this out and do it. It will, it will do the work for you. Okay, thank you for tuning in. If this spoke to you, please share it with someone who could use this support, use this momentum, this wind at their back. We're all navigating so many difficult things. We don't have to go it alone, right? I want to pass along the value that other people have passed to me or that my experiences have gifted me. And I do look at them as a gift and I want you to do the same. So go check out the show notes. Go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash focus to download that tool. And I'll talk to you soon. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there, at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or a guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.